With so much talk in the national media about the possibility of an economic recession, how can fundraisers prepare and what do they need to know? Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined today by my mentor, previous director of the fundraising school, longtime faculty member, Dr. Tim Seiler. And Tim, it's so great to have you with us and continuing on our faculty at the fundraising school. You bring so much wisdom and so much expertise. Thanks for being back with us on the Fundraising Schools podcast. Well, happy to be here, Bill. It's good to be part of the action again. So thank you for inviting me to do this. Now, I've had a chance for more than 20 years to benefit from your wisdom as you served on the board of directors where I served as an executive director of a nonprofit organization when I had a chance to learn from you in class at the Fundraising School and now to teach alongside you at the Fundraising School that you have so much wisdom to share when we hear this news about the possibility of an economic recession. We're not predicting that that's going to happen. Uh, we all hope that it won't. In a market-based economy, a recession will eventually occur, and then they're more likely to occur when we see these levels of inflation, north of 7 and 8%. So what advice, what wisdom would you like to share with fundraisers when they're hearing this news about the possibility of an economic recession and trying to plan their fundraising strategies accordingly? Well, I'll start with just a very simple statement, and that would be stay the course. Now, now let me explain a little bit of what I mean by that, and, and I will use a favorite uh, scene and, and statement from a, a movie that, that I've liked very much. Uh, it was um, the movie about the women's baseball team, and uh, the, the star baseball softball player I'm sorry, baseball player at the time was had become frustrated and she she threatened to quit the team. And the coach at the time, you know, Jimmy Dugan, played by Tom Hanks. Um, I think that's right. Tom Hanks. Yep. Um, and he says, why do you want to quit? And she said, it just got too hard. And uh, his follow up to that was too hard. Well, of course, it's hard. Hard is what makes it good. If it wasn't hard, anybody would do it. And I like that statement for a number of reasons. One is that, that I think fundamentally fundraising is always hard. Uh, I've said in classes when I taught before, fundraising is simple. It's not easy. And fundraising sometimes is hard to do. And with an approaching um, recession or even just with inflationary numbers, what they are today, fundraising is probably going to be harder for many organizations. Interestingly, it won't be as hard for some organizations, depending upon where you are in the nonprofit sector. But for those who find it a little bit harder now or a little bit more reluctant to fundraise, not knowing how to proceed in these times, I would say recognize that, uh, a couple of things, recognize that even if there is a recession, all of your donors will not be hit the same way. Some will be affected deeply and, and it will hurt their ability to give at all probably. Others will be less negatively affected. Uh, and as you and I have talked many times before, donors are loyal to organizations that they care about. And even in tough financial times for donors, I think they'll, they'll find a way to stick with those organizations that they care about the most. There's a lot of, there's a high level of loyalty among donors, particularly those who stay with an organization a long time uh, and those who move up in, in their own giving. So uh, stay the course, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, recognize that there may be a pause in the giving for, for some donors. There may be a decline 
in the level of giving from some donors, if, if not all donors. But also remember that as a nonprofit organization, uh, you offer a kind of hope to people because of the work that you do. Um, I think we should recognize that we can offer a kind of optimism, not, not foolish optimism, but rational, thoughtful optimism that things will be better, that, that, that they will get better. Um, nonprofits offer a kind of stability uh, and a confidence to donors. And, and that's what donors might look for even more so in, in tough financial times. So basically keep doing what you're doing. Um, uh, again, a, a song I've quoted before, you, you know this, and others who might be listening to this probably heard me say this as well, but don't stop believing. Um, you know, you, 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 you do important work uh, in a nonprofit world and remind people, even if you don't directly fundraise as aggressively as you might in more normal kinds of times, remember and remind your donors, you were here yesterday, you're here today, and you're going to be here tomorrow. Um, now, staying here today and tomorrow may require some consistent and stable funding and may require people even to think harder about giving even more, uh, tightening their own belts in order to do so. Uh, but we meet community needs. Uh, that's usually documented for us by, by the media, newspapers, uh, magazines, television, radio. They remind us and they remind our donors what those needs are out there in the community. And we're there to try to address those needs, mitigate problems, maybe ultimately solve problems. Um, I guess another thing I would say is most important thing to do in times like these is stay in touch, inform, involve, invite donors and potential donors to learn more about your organization, even to offer some of their own ideas about how, how they might be approached during times like these. Um, stewardship. Um, I hope that an organization is always a good steward of contributed resources, but um, there may be an even greater uh, responsibility to be good stewards of those funds uh, in times like these. Um, recognize that informing, involving, inviting, um, communicating with doesn't always mean asking. Uh, there are other ways to, to keep people informed and involved in your work and cultivating those relationships, reporting back what has been accomplished. Um, there's, there was a, one of my favorite novels over the years was uh, Passage to India by E.M. Forster. And the epigraph to that novel reads two simple words, only connect. Mm. And I think that's what we have to keep uppermost in our minds. Uh, about our donors. Uh, I think it would be also important if, if you, when you do fundraise, and, and I'm, I didn't say if you fundraise, I really mean when you fundraise, because I do think you should keep doing what you're doing um, with an increased sensitivity to your donors, recognizing that they may be in uh, a period of their own anxiety and fears right now about their financial situation. Recognize that, be sensitive to that. Uh, and, and also, uh, remind donors that the beneficiaries of your work in a nonprofit organization may also be experiencing some high anxiety because they don't know if the programs are going to continue, the services are going to continue. So uh, hang in there, keep doing what you're doing, do, do it with a, a heightened uh, sense of a heightened level of sensitivity. Um, remember always whom you serve. 
that's what the fundraising is all about, ultimately, is the people that we're serving, uh, our direct beneficiaries of our programs and services, but even more broadly, the, the greater community to which we belong. Times like these, I believe, are um, a real acid test of the validity of our organization's mission. Uh, these are good times to uh, reevaluate, revisit our mission, uh, revisit the delivery of that mission, and what it takes to deliver that mission and carry out those programs and services. Um, check on the strength of your case. Uh, test it with others. Test it with your donors. How strong is the case? Does it need to be uh, revalidated and reconfirmed? Uh, that would that will give us greater confidence to continue to do our work. Um, so. By and large, I would say, uh, stay the course, keep doing what you're doing, uh, recognize that people will, some people will be in, in a more difficult situation than others, um, and uh, be good stewards of what has already been contributed, uh, report the impact you've had on the community, and remind people that, that the continuation of that impact depends, at least in part, on donors continuing to support the organization. Tim, so many good words of advice there uh, that are practical, that that are approachable, that that we can adapt to our fundraising, and also a good word of reassurance that we're doing important work out in the community that doesn't change because there's an economic recession, the economic recession that can even become part of our fundraising case for support. And and again, a, a big takeaway here is, and, and you know, you've been associated with the fundraising school for decades, is we often hear this question once the recession is underway. Okay, now what do I do? Now, how do I fundraise now during this recession? And it seems to me if I had kind of one big macro message from all of your good words of advice is, you need to be taking steps and planning before the recession so that when the recession hits, you're as ready as you can be. And I know one of your favorite phrases is, failing to plan is planning to fail. Yeah, well, Bill, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, you, you, you kind of, zeroed in on what the most important part of this is, um, where we are right now in terms of high inflation and how that often is a forerunner to a recession. Um, now is the great time to be thinking, all right, if worse comes to worse, what are we gonna do and how are we gonna do it? So good planning now um, would be helpful, even if we're fortunate and we don't enter into a recession, good planning now can only help. You know? <laughs> And again, the, the research backs that up, that uh, when a crisis is approaching or is upon us, scenario planning is the best way to go. So fundraisers plan different scenarios, that the economy is going to come back just fine, that we're going to have a recession. Maybe there's an in-between. What will that mean for your individual donors, for foundations, for corporations, and the ways that you're raising revenue for your nonprofit organization? Uh, wherever possible, the content of the fundraising school is research-based and then supplemented by the expertise of our longtime fundraisers and faculty like Dr. Tim Seiler. Uh, our public courses are in person more and more in more U.S. cities in the continental 48 states uh, and also online, both in a recorded version and more of those courses online in a virtual live session as well. Our custom training is available in person and online anywhere across the United States. In fact, anywhere across the world. We have these free podcasts and also quarterly webinars. And of course, don't forget the new edition of Achieving Excellence in Fundraising, the fifth edition, which includes yet again, the wisdom and expertise of Dr. Tim Seiler and dozens of other authors. It's one of the best collections of research-based 
Practical Fundraising Advice and Strategy, Achieving Excellence in Fundraising, the fifth edition. All this available on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. Our guests today, Dr. Tim Seiler, our producers, Jennifer Boffman and Mike Anthony. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and now you are now more fully informed on this first day from the fundraising school. Mm-hmm.